This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message, the old Trailblazer broadcast. But we want to bring you another study this morning. We continue there in the uh, first epistle of Peter, where we've been now for the last few days. And would you let me know if you're enjoying these early morning broadcasts? Are, are they blessing your heart if, at all? If so, would you just write me and let me know? And also, would you help uh, support the old Trailblazer broadcast? We'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate your help. Also, your prayers and uh, for, for me and for the workers here at Radio Mission as we endeavor to get out the gospel. Yes, we have a, a large radio ministry here that we get out day by day and week after week. We publish our own magazine, The Voice of Truth, and the pastor's booklets, and uh, we send those out to every state in the nation across the, uh, in the, over in Africa and Europe and Ireland and Scotland the Philippines. So it's a lot of work, my friend. The gospel is not an easy task. But it's a glorious task, and uh, we do it as unto the Lord, my friend. So we, our, our aim is to get the message out to a lost and dying world. I see so many today who are taken up with the world. They have no regard for their soul. They live like they will live forever. But how sad. The Bible commands us... <clears throat> to go ye into every part of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I know that many are sending the words uh, into, the, into those many nations, but, it's, but is it the truth? as it is in Christ Jesus? Oh, or is it some uh, modernistic Armenian free will little soft soap message that simply says, give your heart to Jesus, live the best you can, and everything will be all right. No, my friend, here at the Old Trailblazer broadcast, we bring you God's message. And that is that man is a sinner, a lost sinner by nature, going astray as soon as he's born. But the Holy Spirit... uh, is in the world calling out sinners, awakening them to their lost condition. My friend, did you know that no man would come to Christ if he could help it? You, you won't come to the Lord. No, under your own power and own strength, no. The Holy Spirit must awaken you uh, to that, uh, that you're lost and give you a cry. Oh, my friend, it's by the foolishness of preaching that our, that's our only purpose here is to call on men and women to call you to repent before it's everlastingly too late. Someone has called us hell, hellfire and damnation and brimstone preachers, but no, that's not what we are. But we do preach and teach that man must repent. In Luke 13, we see there, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So that's our message today. Just like John the Baptist's message, repent, turn to the Lord. Did you know that being true to God's word, that that's what that is, my friend? That's just being true to God's word. John the Baptist had his head chopped off for just being true to God's word. Yes, he did. He told old Herod that he was living in sin because he had taken his brother Philip's wife and was living her in, living with her in sin. Oh, my friend, Herod became enraged and had, had John the Baptist's head cut off to please her daughter. Oh, today, my friend, uh, are you willing, preacher, to stand up and call sin, sin in your pulpit? 
Are you? Are you willing to put your finger on a rotten spot in uh, someone's life in your church? You're, maybe you're a piano player catting around at night. Are you willing to call attention to it and call their attention to it and tell them if they never repent that they're going to hell? My friend, are you willing to do that? If we preachers today would only uh, be true to God's people, how many men and women today are living in sin? Li- just living in sin? Just, uh, uh, just shacking up? We might as well be honest and yet no one hardly raises their voice against it no i know what i'm talking about i see it everywhere i go what's happened to our homes and our families now nothing is sacred any longer there's nothing the children don't know i hear little toddlers four-year-old children tell someone my mama gonna have a baby what what a disgrace for that child to hear and to know and to go about uh, with that on that little f- small mind, my friend, and know all that goes on. And then to, uh, uh, yeah, yes, my friend, there's, there's just nothing sacred uh, anymore. There's nothing sacred in uh, in the sanctity of the childbirth has been relegated to the to a sideshow where the family goes in the birthing room now and makes a video show of the woman giving birth to a child. What what a what a tragedy, my friend, that you and I the day that you and I are living in. I, I just makes my blood boil. No, no, that's not our lesson today. The Lord just laid that thing up on my heart. I get so tired of seeing it, reading about it. I hear folks. Oh, you want to see the video where we went in the birthing room? No, sir, I don't want to see it. No, no, that's that's an abomination, my friend. Taking away all the sacredness of God's people? No, I, I just can't hardly put up with it. That's not our lesson this morning. But sometimes I just uh, stand righteously indignant about many things that go on. And I just have to come out with it. Uh, folks have given over to the devil. He rules the average home. And I must raise my voice against it. If I stand alone, yes, I must. God, John the Baptist stood alone. He didn't have any followers. Did you ever read where he had any deacons and uh, deaconesses? and uh, stewards and uh, people following him. No, he stood alone. He stood alone, my friend, and that's what God's man has to do today. I stand alone here in this community, raising my voice against sin, against all of these women preachers and homosexual preachers and lesbian teachers and preachers on the radio. My friend, I stand alone, but I stand on God's word. My friend, the soul that sinneth it shall die. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after that the judgment. Did you know that you're going to face judgment? Preacher, did you know you facing judgment you may be uh, uh, have a big church with a big stained glass windows and a high steeple that don't mean a snap of your fingers my friend if you don't know the Lord if you're standing there and not obeying God's word he says to preach the gospel be instant in season and out of season that means to call names reprove and rebuke with all long suffering my friend and then we we've allowed these things to go on we've allowed these people these young men to come in our auditorium with a ring in their ear and a ring in their nose and a ring no telling where else no sir no sir I can't stand it I can't put up with it all that little effeminate stuff my friend I cannot do it oh I must I must be true to their soul my friend and then we read there in verse 8 we find these words above all things have fervent love among yourselves did you hear that for love shall cover a multitude of sin above all things he says that's strong words aren't they our lord's our god's book 
God's Word is a strong book, my friend. It's not a little effeminate, soft soap, uh, uh, something that to soothe your conscience. God's Word never was intended to be put on the back burner and to be watered down and to be whittled to pieces. And God's minister was never made, never intended to, uh, to take a back seat. No, no, my friend. Some of you preachers better wake up. You better wake up, my friend, and let's see, above all things, let everything else go. But don't put anything in front of having fervent love. What is meant by fervent love? There's just that uh, compassion, that desire to love others as our Lord loved us. Nowadays, we see that shallowness of what people call love. I see some of our modern-day churches. I know many of their members. They have no love there. It seems so cold. You could hang meat up in their in their, tab- in their auditorium. So cold and dreary. One thing I praise the Lord for here at Radio Missions, here at the Old Trailblazer broadcast, in our workers, in our congregation, there has been instilled in our hearts as a whole a love like I see nowhere else I've ever been. I know that in every place, every church, there's always someone who seems to thrive on being out of step. But God's love has been made real in our midst, and I praise the Lord for it. So Peter tells us here, above all things, to have that fervent love in our hearts and in our lives among our people oh oh my friend uh, for, for for that love I said it before and I don't think I can say it too often this city this nation and I believe that most uh, families and most churches are dying for just a little love oh my friend love for one another then let's notice briefly uh, if I can that last part of that verse love shall cover a multitude of sins let me remind you that love the love of God has made it possible that you and I are here today his love for sinners his love for the lost for the ungodly for the vilest of sinners my friend have you ever uh, took your Bible and read there of where our Lord dealt of those who our Lord dealt with while he was here on this earth I wish you would do that it would bless your heart first look there in the Old Testament at old Jacob he was vile he was a rascal Oh, yes, we'd like to think of him now as he was there in his old age as a, as a, a prophet of God and as a man of God. But no, he was a wicked man. He was a wicked man. He was vile and he was a rascal and he committed every sin possible. And yet our Lord called him, saved him. Why? Because he said in his word, Jacob, I love and Esau I hated. Then there was old, there was Mary Magdalene, out of whom the Lord cast seven devils. My friend, there was Saul of Tarsus. He was a vile sinner. Yes, he stood by and watched as Stephen was stoned to death. He had not one bit of remorse, my friend. No, he stood there as those men took those stones in their hand. This man Stephen, praying, preaching and praying and looking to the Lord. And old Saul stood there with the coats, the cloaks, uh, the, uh, the robes of those who took them off. And he held them in his arms and gazed upon Philip. Uh, Stephen while he was being stoned there my friend and yet yet the Lord the Lord uh, uh, loved him he loved him how sinful you and I are how sinful you are or you were but we read here that love 
covers a multitude of sin. Do you know anything about that love? The love of God? Our love for our own will cause us to overlook their sins and to forgive them. But God's love covers our sin, my friend. His blood and his love are one in the same. Did you ever think about that? His blood is his love. He shed his love. He shed his blood. Oh, sinner, won't you turn to the Lord today? This is, this is the old trailblazer this morning, my friend. Just, just pleading with you to turn to the Lord. Don't, don't, don't while away your time here on this, in this life and go out into eternity lost and wrecked and ruined, my friend. Peter tells us, oh, my friend, to have that fervent love. Do you have that love, uh, for your families? Are you concerned about their soul, believer? Believer, are you you, are you interested in your in your soul, the souls of your family? Are you? And yet you tell me you are, and you don't care. You don't you don't pray for them. You don't hold them up to God as objects of mercy. You don't. Uh, you're not true to their souls. You don't tell them that Christ died for sinners. Oh, my friend, love covers a multitude of sin. I praise the Lord for it. I'm glad the Lord covered my sin. Would you want your old sins exposed to your neighbors and to your friends, my friend? No, sir, I don't. And the Lord doesn't do that. He covers our sin. Just as he covered the ark there inside with the pitch. He told Noah to pitch it within and without. You know what that pitch was? It was the love of God. He pitched that ark within and without with the love of God. That's the same word. I understand. Oh, my friends, I wish I could say what I want to say. I wish I could tell you the love of God that's in my heart for you and for others. And yet it's only a reflection of God's love that he loved me. Just an old sinner saved by grace this morning. My friends, don't. Don't throw the message over your shoulder. Don't get mad with me and turn the radio off. Ask the Lord to take it home to your heart. And would you pray for me? Just pray for the old trailblazer this morning. Remember, our ma mailing address is Radio Missions Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva saying goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 